Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Queer Quadrant, a podcast where we, two bisexual filmmakers, examine cinema in all its cultural contexts and explore why your favorite four-quadrant blockbuster is maybe not as straight as you think it is. Okay, Brooke, this movie presupposes that gentlemen, you know, I consider myself to be a gentleman, prefer blondes. Uh-huh. I would like to say that I, as a gentleman, don't prefer blondes. I wouldn't consider you a gentleman. To be honest, you've never once opened a car door for me or a regular door for that matter. Exposed. I open my door to my home to you. That is true. Uh, my door is always open for you. Open the door. Well, You're always welcome to come over and pod. If we're talking about gentlemen preferring blondes in my mm. personal experience, <laughs> no, they don't. Oh, baby. <laughs> we're both brunettes. So this is like a yes. brunette power podcast i used to be a blonde when you were when a little i came baby? out of the womb oh, <laughs> i was like yeah. when yeah. abby are you would you She's consider yourself a blonde absolutely dirty blonde. i would consider myself that i used to be a blonde and then it got a lot darker but it's it's coming back strong yeah i used to joke that in the summer i got blonder because i got dumber <laughs> and then oh. um during the school it's year Marilyn Monroe it would grow back in a little there. bit darker yeah i actually love that i love that very woke of you <laughs> Um, okay, so this voice that you're hearing. Who un- is she? First time caller, longtime listener of the podcast. Unfortunate, uh, longtime listener of my life <laughs> has been around True. for uh, all my life. Well, no, not all of it. No. Uh, 22 years yes. and change. There we go. Uh, my sister, yes. Abigail Blatchford. Hello. Hello. I am very excited to be here. And first and only sibling. Yeah. And if someone had said to me 10 years ago that I would be excited to be on my brother's podcast talking That's about a film, despicable. Um, I, oh, I would no. not have oh, believed them. No. But I'm very excited to be here. Yeah. It is nice that you're uh, our number one fan. It's really cool. <laughs> oh, I think you and my you and sister, sister are going to have to battle we need. it out. So we need Rhett, a sister Rhett needs to come on. <laughs> and then we need to, like in a month, Rhett comes on. Yeah. And then Abby and Rhett come on. And it's just a Together. whole sibling app and we actually cover spirit stallion and the simmering perfect <laughs> is that good okay wait 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 i feel like we need to immortalize this on mic okay yes um is that jordan you today received an email that oh, told absolutely. you yes, for yes, yes, yes. pride month that you should go see spirit untamed, untamed yes. in theaters for pride month because yes. as we all know the horse is right. gay or spirit like what gay. yeah also did you know that jake gyllenhaal is apparently in this movie I saw him doing press for it today. No. He looks miserable. Are you serious? He did not look like he was having a good time. I have seen. So as the, you know, the world starts to open up again, by the time this episode comes out, this will be irrelevant. But as the world has started to open up more, I have seen so much fucking spirit untamed marketing. Right. I realized we just like everywhere. Carbon dated this episode like crazy. Cause but, okay. We're just disclosing everything. Yes. So like right off the bat. Hi, I'm Brooke Solomon. I'm Jordan Gustafson. Uh, and this is the queer quadrant. A podcast so, where we two bisexual filmmakers. You do it every time. And it's I, never, it's never good. It's never um, funny. I'm unfortunately not funny. <laughs> As it seems. Really glad that you decided right. to start a podcast. Okay, okay. But yes. because Abby is only in town for a That's select true, yes. amount of time and we wanted to get the live experience, yes. we're just sort of sticking this episode in the vault and it will come out at some <laughs> this point. This is going into the, the quadrant vault. It's <laughs> like the so, Disney vault. Yeah. And so by the time it comes out, people are going to be like, Spirit Untamed? That was COVID-19? like... COVID-19? Three years COVID ago. 20. <laughs> 
They oh made a God. spirit sequel? Spirit retamed now? It made, he was first tamed and now he's not? It made a billion dollars worldwide. <laughs> it snapped Thanos into the ground? It passed Avengers Endgame as mm-hmm. the highest grossing movie I of mean, all time. if it doesn't, you know how they're talking about how theaters are really coming back and they're banking on, you know, Godzilla versus Kong, Fast 9. I think we should be placing our bets on spirit. Spirit untamed. Yeah. No, Honestly, based on the amount of billboards, like that kind yeah, of seems like should. what they're yeah, doing. It should. They're going hard for it. But see, the thing is, I think that like you can't underestimate the like middle America audience mm-hmm. because that's how things like American Sniper pass a billion dollars worldwide yes. or wh- however much right. it made. Yeah. No, Spirit Untamed is going to fucking rake. I know. It's going to I hope buck. so. It's going to kick. It's I feel gonna, like it's going to be really successful or it's going to make like $5 no million dollars yes. opening weekend. Yes. Uh, anyway, that was our obligatory that was spirit. spirit corner. I really hate that we've pigeonholed ourselves into a spirit podcast. You did that. You I did, did not this. do this. You did no, this. No, I would never. It was all you. I've only tamed us. Okay, but yes. we're not talking about spirit. Today. What are we talking about today? We're talking about gentlemen prefer blondes. The 1953 banger. A movie brought to us. By Abby. By, Abby, by yes. request. This is huge. We usually go to our guests and we're like, hey, we have a lot of, <laughs> we have a lot of gay movies. Yeah, to no. cover this movie. And neither of us have seen it, Brooke no. or I. We still haven't, actually. We're just doing this episode. <laughs> we're like, you, and we you haven't can seen handle it. Yeah. Sounds gay. I mean, I'm sure we could do that for like Home Alone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we did. I mean, we did. But as you, so... Neither of us had seen it. I, which is shocking because I'm a huge Howard Hawks fan, an iconic director, one of the greatest to ever do it. You know, director of Bringing Up Baby, mm-hmm. His Girl Friday, probably two of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, King of Screwball Comedy. Absolutely. Like, he knows King what's of up. genres. Yeah, Homie's I was going to say he did war, the long noir. Yes. The long sleep. No, uh, the, no big sleep. the big sleep. I was mixing, mixing it up sleep. with the long kiss goodnight. Excuse Only me. Only Angels Have Wings, Sergeant York, Red River. Like, literally so much. I mean, this man, as we'll get into because it's a part of the queerness, but like invented a literal like type of character that like has perpetuated cinema and also like Marilyn Monroe is in this giving us comedic greatness and I'd never seen it and you hadn't seen it. But Abby had so seen Abby, it. And I had seen it. why the fuck did you decide to bring this to us? <laughs> you know, one, I'm just shocked whenever I've seen a movie that Jordan has not. That's because true. It's an accomplishment. Yeah, She's famously is. seen five movies yes. to Brooks four. Oh, <laughs> one more movie I was going to say, you. you got me via yeah. yeah. Yes. Every time I listen to the podcast and Jordan's like, oh, like this was on at home. I'm like, was it? Like, where was I? Um, not home. No, where you were. not no. home. I don't know. <laughs> having friends, doing. <laughs> Definitely not having friends. Don't don't bury yourself. (laughs) Say you have a lot of friends. If you put it on mic, it's true. Anything you say in a podcast is true. Gymnastics. There we go. They're all my friends. Great. Um, But yeah, so I saw this movie in one of my women's studies classes. Yes. And I was like, okay, well, if it was covered in a class, then like, and the topic was queerness in movies. I was like, it has to be queer. But I didn't actually remember much about the movie other than like the ending double wedding. Like that was all I remembered. I was like, (laughs) but there has to be content. I was like, this was taught in class. Um, So I'm sure that there was something. So I was like, Jordan, you need to cover it. And then you guys covered Home Alone. I was like, God damn it, you need to cover this movie. Yeah, she kept pushing and I was like, Abs, we'll watch it. When we when one one of us will watch it and then we'll discuss and then we'll do it. And she came to LA and you were like, We're fucking doing this episode or I will fucking kill you. 
Yeah. That's what now we're doing it. You know, I'm excited. I love classic movies. I love when we get to cover a classic movie because they are fewer and further between. <laughs> Absolutely. Than the modern ones. Um, and it's a musical. Delightful. Also a tight 90. Oh, so This sexy. thing whips. The best movie length. And I mean, like, this movie is super iconic. And oh so my God. neither of us had ever seen it. Which is the fact that both of us are like, oh, yeah, uh, Diamonds Are Our Girl's Best Friend. Right. Like one of the most iconic, like, <laughs> musical numbers of all time. Right. Cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the movie? No. And <laughs> what? Anyway, wow. so thank you for bringing this to us. I will say I had a delightful time watching. I'm so glad. How did you like it on rewatch? I was very nervous because I was like, oh no, what if it is not queer and I just like yes. push this yes. on you for months? Um, but it, it really, I enjoyed it. I mean, um, we think that all the time. So <laughs> literally every time I start a movie, I'm like, what have I done? Yes, what it's very have stressful. I done? Yes. But then at the end, and then I like read a few articles. I was like, okay, whew, yes, this was definitely a queer movie. There's a lot of talk, a lot to talk about. I love the musical and yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it. it's great. I mean, it's like a, as we mentioned, like it really is like such a great screwball comedy. It's not exactly a screwball comedy. It's more like a satire almost, I would say. Right. Yeah. A musical comedy, yeah. but the the comedy bits of it, which don't usually involve music, mm-hmm. are so good. Very farcical. Like the window sequence. Oh I was I don't laugh that often at like especially old movies. Like I find them very charming, but I wouldn't say that I like authentically like give a I'm guffaw. laughing my ass off. I I was dying. That's amazing. <laughs> I was dying. And the, the scene the where they pull off his little pants. kid comes. Oh my god, god. Like my favorite. Yeah. It's oh so god. funny. It's oh so, my god. Monroe literally is one of the funniest people maybe ever to hit our screens and I think it's so disgusting how people constantly still I mean like I think it's turning around a little bit more but I feel like at the time and even now a lot of people like would look down upon her act and be like she's not talented she's ditzy like not give her her credit without realizing that she's literally like weaponizing her femininity and like sexuality to and to play like the dumb blonde but yeah so smart it's like a complete act but it's brilliant like it, she's giving the exact same energy and as we've mentioned before like one of my all-time favorite movies uh some like it hot like this and some like it hot are such a beautiful companion piece for mm-hmm. each other they're so funny yeah i mean i feel like even in her like more bombshell movies like the seven year itch or how to marry a millionaire or whatever how like, many years uh seven fuck that's a lot of itch i know so well hey the itch starts at seven years mm. so it's like six and a half years itch free okay i'm gonna stop Sorry. this um but she you know it's very much like a type that she is in control of um she rocks she's so funny delightful like so great i mean and jane russell is also like very oh great in this. we have to stand. who okay so who you're on a cruise you're taking a little boat ride you're going to europe you see these two ladies. Who are you going for? Who am I going for? Um, I mean, I... Are you, you going into the stereotype or not? You know that I like women that step on me. Yes. So, obviously, Jane Russell. Jane Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Jane Russell in the pantsuit? <laughs> yes. I like mean women. Abigail? What can I say? Oh, yeah. Jane Russell, for sure. Okay. Thank you, and I am Marilyn Monroe all the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, the tracks. Her... Out costume like the costumes the that, orange dress oh my god oh Did my you, god the that dress was almost banned from the movie like the censors were trying to cut it because of how like scandalous it was i mean it has like no straps so that's probably yeah but it's not 
It's I not that scandalous. She though. has this like amazing like deep cut in the back gold mm-hmm. dress that she has at some point. Oh, that's, I feel like that's the one. I that's was. The yeah, scandalous yeah, yeah. Sorry. One. Okay, okay, okay. I was conflating. I was going to say that one is like. I mean, but like sexy, every sexy. outfit that she comes in, or that both of them come in, oh are consistently beautiful. Okay, the lilac sweater with like the V yes, yes. cutouts. Yes. Abby's nodding thoughtfully. I was like, no, yes. I had to think about it. I was like, okay, where? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's um, just each scene, though, they're like, okay, so that costume was great. Do you want another one? Yeah. And they were all designed by William Travilla, Travaglia, who designed, like, her costumes for the seven-year itch. You know, the most iconic dress yes. shot of the all dress. time. The and he did, like, dress. all of Monroe's movies, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, this whole movie, I feel like the whole production kind of has... It's. I mean, like, wow, it's very clearly like a hawks movie but there's like a lot of fun like backstory to it and like a lot of interesting things like jack cole did the musical numbers and like people were saying like russell and gwen verdun also gwen verdun 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 gwen verdun fossey <laughs> um yes but, choreographed yes this. and like, I mean, she was basically saying that like he directed the diamonds are a girl's best friend sequence and then basically hawks was like yeah i didn't really do any of the musical numbers which is kind of a flex but also not yeah like, have you ever been like yeah i didn't want to do this part of my movie like i did everything else though yeah well that's why you when we talked about chicago we talked about mm. director choreographer mm-hmm. combo um this does have a lot of chicago energy i mean i would say that chicago has this yeah. energy the, which came first the chicago or the blonde <laughs> um i mean okay well chicago has a very specific style of yes, energy. Yes. I'm, I can't, I can't get into it. The it Fosse be... crossover though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that this is like, you know, probably t- a touch of Fosse. Absolutely. Um, I mean, it's just like really quality, like musical movie, musical, like Broadway inspired, like show tune stuff. Mm-hmm. What? Hoagie Carmichael dropping the lyrics. Yep. Who's also a classic. I love him a lot because he does a lot like his song. Well, at the time he did a lot of stuff but recent movies bring him in a lot. And a lot of those movies I love like beginners and other things like that, mm-hmm. which is how I got into him. But you were saying, sorry, I was going to say, what was your favorite musical number? It's well, definitely Diamonds not diamonds are a girl's best. Friend. Really? I, agree. No. I think it's, are you the Olympic scene? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which I don't quite remember the name of it. Well, who's here for love. I think right. So, yeah. 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 Um, well, I mean, I feel like that's also an objectively very queer Scene. Oh, that is like, I was, my eyes were like popping out of my head. Yeah. Okay. So how do we want to go into this? Let's... I, well, I would like to hear some backstory from Abby about like, yes. basically, you know, you technically <laughs> are the expert on this movie. That's true. So like right off the bat, how do you feel about it and like what it's doing? What, spe- what speaks to you about this movie? Oh boy. Well... We had to read, like, before watching, and we had to read two articles that I actually found. Um, and the first one's called Everyone's Here for Love, Bisexuality, and Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. So they use the movie Hi. as... It's a great title. <laughs> exactly. As a case study. So they were specifically looking at bisexuality and how, like, it can be defined in so many different ways. And so how... What do you mean? in like this case the way that i would see it is that like the women are getting like something from both like kinds of uh relationships so the men are literally just objects for money maybe for looks but you know not the diamonds you would say diamonds yeah Yeah. definitely diamonds you ever been juxtaposed um, into a diamond you know 
I <laughs> I love that scene. That's maybe one of my favorite parts is when the old man just Piggy becomes a diamond. Like yeah. also right? his name is Piggy. It's just I don't know. He's a capitalist pig. Yes, he exactly. deserves to be scammed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, he gets got. He does. Homie Thank fucking God. He was got. definitely like a problematic boy. Definitely has something going on the side. He could oh, have yeah. been less problematic to That's be fair. True. So you know, I mean, sometimes it's like you watch an old movie and you're like, oh Jesus. Right, yeah. like this particular aspect Honestly, has aged true, so horribly. True, it's not a lot well. of this hasn't. Yeah, I was gonna say aged perfectly. Honestly, really <laughs> like a very nice wine. Um, you know what? It's part of Jordan. The good for her cinematic oh, universe. Absolutely, a great addition. One of in our my faves. opinion. Yes. Um, I'm sorry though. What were you saying about like you know <laughs> your uh, actual takes? The smart things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it was just like um looking at how in. To both Monroe and Russell's character, like men are just, you know, they're just there. They're there for money. They're there for looks. But you really get like the emotional connection with the other women. And the main thing that this is focusing on is as a musical, like the two leads are often like a male and a female. But Mm -hmm. because they're both women, like that's generally where the love story is. And so that's like a really interesting part of this movie that I liked. The last note on the bisexuality aspect is that they're both like they're not competing. That's true. But they're not competing for men in any of them. Oh, it's so nice. Always surrounded by so many men that they're like, whatever, like we don't we don't need this competition. And they're very much equals throughout the whole film. Um, and then the other article that we looked at was how this is like a very feminist piece because they're very in control of their sexuality and they're able to like subvert, um, are they able to escape from the male gaze and really have agency? And I think my favorite scene is when they strip, um, <laughs> oh, this the, the fucking FBI the agent yeah. or whatever Henry's is, the detective. Bopper. Yes, when yes. they strip yeah, yeah, yeah. Henry Spofford down and they're like, um, if we cannot get his pants off, uh, then we do not deserve the name women. I'm like, yes, they have agency. They are in control. And I love that. I love the part at the end, speaking of like agency, where Marilyn Monroe is like, okay, like how long will it take to get like the equivalent of Tiara? Like about an hour yeah. and 45 minutes. Right. Like, that'll like get me my money by then. <laughs> I really am obsessed with like how precisely they can calculate like the power that they hold over men's specifically like that's really sexy so much stepping on next oh Oh my god God. also the last scene with marilyn monroe talking to gus's dad when he's like you're marrying for money and she's like well yeah but like (laughs) uh you would marry someone if they were pretty and it might not be just because they're pretty but it definitely helps i was like yeah right it's gonna turn this on its head exactly i love i mean this is why monroe is so good it's because like she hits you and i think that this film like uses that type extremely well is that you know she's this wide-eyed you know breathy gorgeous like bombshell (laughs) woman but is then literally like but gee doesn't it help and you're like Mm -hmm. wait yes Yes. Yes. (laughs) points made i mean i even love when gus's dad is like you know they told me you were dumb. You're very intelligent. She was like, oh, I can be smart about important things, but men seem to hate it. So yes, I don't do it yes. <laughs> Which is, I feel like what she was probably like in real life where she was like, I'm going to play into this stereotype so like I can get what I fucking want. Right. There's, I mean, since we're on Marilyn Monroe, <laughs> like let's talk about her because this is, we oh actually talked about her God. briefly we when we covered all about Eve because she has a very small right. role in that. Just a little bit about Eve for her. Um, Just a tiny a bit. A smidge. Yeah, a, a smidge. dash. Um, I'm still thinking about 
about that Julian Anderson, Lily James yes, yes. version mm-hmm. of Rent Free. All about Eve, yeah. yeah that I still, yeah. I've been trying to track it down on like live capture Broadway <laughs> on, like, video or something. I'm trying to web. find it and I can't find I'm it. I'm so sorry. I need. Maybe that'll be my birthday present it. to you. I'll You're like find a way. Find a, yeah. a recording. I of it. hold them hostage. I'm like, we are recording this again. It has to be. It has to be somewhere. It has to be. Yeah. Um, you were saying. Anyway, Marilyn Monroe is like obviously so endlessly fascinating. Like everyone has written so much about her and her persona and like what she had to go through and sort of like obviously how the industry treated her Mm. and everything like that not good not good (laughs) i personally am very excited for blonde which is supposed to hit theaters sometime this year so excited starring queen on a day Mm-hmm. I'm very excited. It's going to be good. Right. And it's like weird and like vague and artistic. Like, yes, like Jackie. Yeah. Well, I was looking at, I was looking at the IMDb. You, bro- you broke out your eyeglass. I did <laughs> at the, at the character list. And it's all like, she's the starlet and someone else is the boyfriend. And then there's Ooh. the producer. Like it's very like. Oh, that's kind of fun. Yeah. So it's clearly like about Marilyn Monroe, but it's like, but like also not. Like about I don't know. like the industry sort of like right. wider, like pulling back. I kind of love that right so everyone is like a is a real person but is also like Like a a type type. yeah that's fun that's actually really cool right i'm really excited got me a lot more excited Mm -hmm. for it Mm -hmm. it's not a traditional biopic that's fun thank fucking god i know i mean it's so sad just to see like what happened to her though because i mean like you know literally like i don't know she just like was such an icon for so many different things. And I think that she is such a fascinating thing because it is like, I feel like so many straight people obviously idolize her, but she's also like such a fabric within like the queer community as well. Like she sort of like has like such a touch on so many aspects of like American pop culture, which is just for someone, it's sort of like that James Dean thing where you have like such a limited run, but everything that you do is just tremendous and huge. Like mm-hmm. like her box office totals, like was just pretty, like two billion dollars. Like you don't have that, and like we don't have stars like her anymore. And it's insane that thinking about this movie was really like one of the sort of the ones that solidifies her as sort of an icon. She was like fucking second built with this to Jane Russell. Like Jane Russell was arguably the bigger star at the time. And got paid a lot more. Huge. Which is crazy. Yeah. And like you think about like obviously Jane Russell is still an icon like and did a lot. But like but if you hold the two of them Nobody together, there's no conversation. <laughs> right. Marilyn Monroe. It's right. Marilyn Monroe and Audrey Hepburn and like that's that's Other it. than a long halftime walk. Exactly. Yeah. Like they're the two that have really like, you know, no, I, yeah, no one can even touch no, them. No, absolutely not. Um, yes. So, but I mean, it's great to see. I feel like most people obviously remember Audrey Hepburn for like being an actress mm. and obviously like an activist, but mostly an actress. <laughs> but like Marilyn Monroe, I feel like people mostly just think of her as like, a person yes. and like she's a very yes. good actress yes. <laughs> yes no it's yeah. like the idea of marilyn monroe and like i feel like on twitter you'll see it all the time of like people just like f- posting photos of her and all these stuff like like it's very much like wrapped up in like what was marilyn remember like people love like the idea and the right. concept of marilyn without like actually digging into like the things that her she did person. and like yes. the content that she put out you know what i mean like and even like some like it hot like she is like the third build actress but like she's such a major like element of this and in this movie it's like 
these are incredible roles. And for this movie specifically, like to get no Oscar nominations, whether that be for like acting, costume, production design, it's astounding. Because I mean, even like fucking cinematography, like the Technicolor in this movie, the way they weaponize it is so beautiful. Yes. Oh, it's gorgeous. So what I mean, okay, look, something that we have to talk about with Marilyn Monroe before yes. we move no, off. We of don't, her. Yes, we no, don't we don't need to ever move off. You know, Abby knows what I'm about to say. Yes. I don't know. Maybe I she don't doesn't. know. I just had another point, but after yours. Oh, no, you go first. <laughs> Um, I was just going to say, I think that this was interesting because I was reading about like the behind the scenes that Russell was sort of actually the one directing her because she had a really bad, not bad relationship with Hawks. But like there's a quote that was saying that he thought that she was strange, neurotic and lonely and that like she didn't think she was good enough and he like almost gave up. So it was saying like if it wasn't for Russell and that like they had formed a friendship that the movie wouldn't have been made. And I thought that that really contrasted the what happened to baby Jane yeah. relationship where they actually Look at didn't these like each other. Yeah. But in this, like they had the friendship that you then see on screen. So I thought that that was interesting. Totally. Yeah. It's so they like got very close on set and it's really cool. I mean, like that's, that I, I think is another reason why like so many people are fascinated by Marilyn Monroe is because like even though she is like the movie star, she wasn't very like movie star esque mm. except when she was on screen. Like she right. was very like shy, reserved. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but well, we, I know. Go, most importantly, sl- slam dunk for it, this podcast, yes, um, there are like a lot of quotes and sort of like mm-hmm. testimonies from people that knew her that she was either a interested in women either partially or exclusively or that she was maybe asexual so rules rules and totally also like i think fits with her weaponization of her sexuality and that she's totally tapped into the fact that oh all men view me as an object how the fuck can i use this for my career benefit which or like just how can i use this to like further my life along right like obviously all that we're doing is you know drawing conclusions right you know no i knew her personally no <laughs> jordan I'm close, I'm is really a time traveler yeah. um but like she definitely wasn't straight no so oh, absolutely and it's not. like if everyone is viewing you like you said as just like the sex symbol like how difficult that must be and how much totally. that must like skew your perception and like how you understand like what sex can do and right. like or what like it is relationships like how are you yeah. supposed to be in a relationship like obviously she went through so many marriages and stuff like how are you supposed to be in a relationship if you're just constantly viewed as like a one-dimensional object a yeah. prize to be one right yeah even if it's authentic like how do you escape what other people have turned you into totally um yeah and but the fact that this like subverts that too is i feel like so fascinating totally. that it really plays into what our expectations of her are yeah versus like how what she might have thought of it and like as you were saying it's impossible like even watching this movie to be like you're like even like within the confines of this movie and then tacking on the Monroe of it you're like oh you're clearly not straight right I mean men are nothing to you it's like what (laughs) men are literally a diamond yeah Yeah, men ain't shit um no but I mean it's like what you were saying Abby that it's like this is so good because she's so in control of like her own destiny in this movie like that's why it's so successful and I think like so enduring I mean look my favorite quote from Marilyn Monroe is like a very like just out in the open quote that was super radical for the time and honestly like is still radical uh, where she said quote a man who had kissed me once said it was very possible I was a lesbian because I apparently had no response to males meaning him I didn't contradict him because 
I didn't know what I was. And then she goes on to talk about how she's not really sure like how she she doesn't feel about sex the way that like Mm. other people seem to feel about it where she like realized she was like wait other people are experiencing sex Mm. in a different way than I am. I just don't find it interesting. Damn. That's so cool. Yeah. Right. I like we need to discuss that more. And I'm sure like this conversation is had but that's so fucking fascinating that she was like so that's very out in the open about like either lesbian or being asexual. And like the fact that like she didn't like have like sex was like a completely sort of like alien thing to her. I think it's so fascinating that it wasn't like this emotional, you know, or gratifying or like pleasurable thing. It was just sort of like a thing. Mm -hmm. Well, that's the idea. It's like, if it, if you are like when you come up, when you are coming up as being a public figure and like sex is something that is like defining you, whether Mm. you're using it to define yourself or not, like, it's going to become like very loaded totally. no matter how you look at it. So totally. I mean like, yeah, every, especially like whether it's like men trying to come on to you or you actually, like if you then want it, then it's like, what does the, like, God, the fucking, the <laughs> way in which society places burdens upon celebrity, specifically like women celebrities who are viewed as sex objects is really so fucked up. You're telling me. <laughs> It's like yeah. so infuriating <laughs> and because of, of course, like obviously like then the fact that she like either a kills herself or, you know, whatever, but like, yeah, that's like, obviously like think about like all the stress that she must've gone under. Like that's clearly fucking playing into it. Like the fact that she didn't want to, like she probably wasn't someone that society wanted or she wasn't fitting in with the time of like, in her view of sexuality of herself. And so the stresses that that places us, I'm like, we talked about this all the time. It's so fucking hard to be queer in society in general but um, then especially being someone at her level viewed as how she was right yeah fuck yeah i mean you're being told like you are a sex object you are this and then internally you're like um am i failing at being a person because i don't relate to any of that right Right. like i don't like sex yeah 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 i mean i think it's even obviously like much it's much easier to be out now than it was. But I still think about kind of like the movie star pressure of it. Mm. Like, um, you know, there are so many super high profile actors that I imagine it's very difficult for them to just even like have sort of like this free type of life when it comes to like sex and sexuality because there's like such a level of scrutiny. Um, it's very, it's, the, it's very fucked up. And the world's the way it's so controlled too. A lot of studios, like if something like comes right. out about you, like doing something somewhat risque, even now it's still like, what are you doing? Like, right. why are you being flamboyant with your sexuality? You can ruin the box office sales. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, look, Marilyn Monroe is a gay icon for many Absolutely. reasons. There was literally an exhibit on her at the Stonewall Museum. Did, um, <laughs> I have a quick question for you. Yeah. Did Marilyn Monroe throw, throw the, the first brick, brick at Stonewall? It's kind of <laughs> fucked up that that's like a meme, but on the other hand, it's, it's really funny. It's very it's funny. It's basically always funny. Yes, it's really hard not to be. Joe Russo threw the first brick at Stonewall. Mm, absolutely. Though, so. yeah. Sorry. Uh, in, in character, though. Yes, yeah. as gay Joe As gay Joe Russo, yeah. <laughs> gay extra number five. Oh. Um, Was that actually his name i don't think he was crying he's probably man at support okay i was just being like if it was like what it was like (laughs) oh no you go to wikipedia okay uh queer icons in the marvel cinematic universe oh uh, i see here uh extra number five 
I mean, who else were they going to put? Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I think that, you know, the the chief curator at Stonewall, yeah. when they had this exhibit on her, was, like, um, she was vulnerable. She talked about her life. She talked about how she struggled, and that made her different. And so, like, gay people related yeah. to that totally. at a time. And like you said, there's movies like Some Like It Hot. And then just, like, the general sort of, like, you know, female icon diva-ness mm-hmm. of it all. <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah. Well, I think this movie, like in doing research and everything, I think this movie was and still is a queer classic. Like it's definitely like considered in the queer classics in the way that it's sort of, you know, there's the Judy Garland's of it all where like most Judy Garland movies are viewed as queer movies just because like the following that they have. Yeah. Whereas like this movie sort of has that. We are friends of Dorothy Jordan. Right, exactly. (laughs) Where like this movie feels and definitely like falls within that. And it's sort of like, the way in which queerness can be applied to different things and like whether or not it's an actual queer movie or not. But this movie, while it's still being queer, but it totally is like a queer classic and is like viewed upon as such. Um, And I think that that, just to tie it to Hawks, I think is like totally a part of the way that he directs women in the way that like he writes his women. Like while he didn't necessarily like write the script for this, like Hawks women are like strong, fast talking, like get what they want, like, put their sexuality first, are able to, like, step on men's necks. So it's, like, you have, like, Catherine Hepburn and, like, bringing up baby, Rosalind Russell, like, his girlfriend. Like, I know. I was going to say the, the like, the one-two punch of bringing yeah, up baby and his girlfriend uh-huh. is, like, 50s feminism. Right, Like, right. in a nutshell. You have, like, Barbara Stanwyck. Like, all of these oh, women who oh. are just, like, <laughs> playing against these, like, ideas of, like, femininity in the way that they are taking, like, the gender constructs and being much more quote-unquote like masculine and by like giving them this empowerment it's like they're the fluidity of sexuality changes and like the way in which like sexuality changes because you're viewing it like you are like the woman in control especially at this time it's like completely turning everything on its head and like giving sex kind of a different a different name you know so to speak totally yeah yeah i think that definitely the sort of like being in control, the power, the weaponizing sexuality. I mean, this movie is definitely like very winky winky totally. about yeah. people be fucking. Oh, absolutely. It's good. Are you saying there's innuendo in so this movie? So much innu- more innuendo than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Jane Russell is just like, I am so horny. Jane Ru- <laughs> the entire the sequence with the Olympians, Jane Russell is just like, will someone fuck me? I'm in a room full of 30 men and none of them will fuck me. Which also men like, and women be- though. Okay. Oh, and then she goes true. over to the women and she's like, anyone here for love? <laughs> oh my God, Instead you're of just so any right. man here for love yeah you're so right slam dunk sis (laughs) didn't even catch that see this is what happens when we bring someone who's not a filmmaker on who watches something objectively where they're like (laughs) how can i analyze this in a scientific way to prove its queerness whereas me and you were watching it we're like I, I do it's yeah I do worry about that because it's like you know we'll have guests on and we'll be like doing our shit and then we're like wait people are gonna think like <laughs> we're insane but we're not we're not this is canon it's canon it's canon it's canon that we're correct yeah this yeah. is our fucking podcast <laughs> yeah do you can't tell us what <laughs> But even, like, just I feel like we have to talk about the Olympic sequence because the way that Please. it, like, weaponizes, like, a Bugsy Berkeley where it's all women. Usually now it's, like, all very coded homoerotic men in, like, skin-tight underwear, yes. like, yeah. all dancing. And she is just, like, walking around, but none of the men pay any attention to her. And she's just like, do any men want to fuck me? 
does anybody want to fuck me? No? Okay. Like, what the fuck is going on here? The only person who's going to show me any emotional support is Marilyn? My best friend. We've just been friends since Arkansas? Where did they grow up? Little Rock. Little Rock, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I know. I mean, I love that they never fight in this movie. Mm. Um, I love that this movie has no stakes, <laughs> first of just all. Just vibes. Yeah. vibes. I miss the 50s when they'd be like, let's make a musical. There's some people on a boat. They're mm. in show business. Uh, there's a diamond. Yeah, it's fine. Everyone's somehow rich. I sure. think we can get 90 minutes out of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Just squeak it. Yeah. I was actually so happy that like there is no fighting or conflict. There's literally, yeah, no stakes at all. But the movie or the novel that it was based off of had a very different ending. And Monroe's character marries the like 12 year old boy. <gasps> and it's no. not a double marriage. She just gets married. And like Dorothy's character like is laughing at her. And it ends with her being like, well, me. Maybe she wasn't that good of a friend. And so I'm what the fuck? so glad that they went with the, like, no arguments. Let's all get married. We'll all be happy and it will be great. Anita yeah. Lose in 1925 was missing. Oh, yeah. It Jesus. was a bad novel. That's a bad ending. That it is a, is a bad ending. A very bad ending. This movie notices, you know, the thing that this movie does well is that it realizes, like, hmm, maybe we shouldn't have this 30-something marry a uh, 12-year-old. I mean... Okay, look, the dinner scene, though. When this Iconic. tiny Iconic. gentleman, a tiny gentleman shows up <laughs> and is like, I know what I want. I think you have raw yeah, magnetic yes, energy. Yes. He's like, you know what? I understand your sexuality. I'm yeah. coming of age. Right. I understand. Like, I'm obsessed with it. What's his name? It's like, uh, what the fuck is the guy's name? It's like. It's um, not Spofford. What is his name? Let's see. Who is the chi- who is the tiny child? Because it's an insane name, right? Oh wait, no, it, it is. Yeah, Henry. No, okay, he's Henry, Henry Spofford yeah, the third. Who's Esmond Senior? Is who's the guy that? Uh, Ernie Malone. I'm so sorry. Ernie Malone, not such a hot terrible and name. boring. Yeah. Why would you want to marry hot him? Hot and boring. I mean, he's hot and boring. Do you think he's hot? No. I don't think he's hot. Okay, well, I think he's a little hot. Wow. So. All right. But I mean, honestly, he's definitely the hottest of the men of, in this movie. Uh, well, like, who is looking at the men? Right, no. The only, only about the women. <laughs> who is looking at the men? Nobody. No. Um, that oh is God. the funniest thing, though. He comes over and he's like, hello, it is me, the Spofford the Third, And he is 10 and he is so cute. <laughs> I am 10. <laughs> Tucks his little napkin. It's I usually like. Obviously, we talked oh about. Yeah, this he was before. actually like, thirteen. Wow, he's oh, tiny. Oh Jesus, yeah. he is a small thirteen-year-old. <laughs> look- that boy needs to hit puberty fast. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, we love like you know an 18 year old that can play a 15 year old. Wait, no, I lied. I I totally just messed this up. I apologize. My math. (laughs) What was, how old was he? I'm glad to know that none of us can do math. No, I thought that it came out in 1959, but it comes out in 1953. So he's like seven. There we Ah, go. Okay, good. That makes more sense. I was going to say, he's not really the best actor, but he gets the job done. Evidently seven. (laughs) So that's okay. You're seven. cute. I love him. He's very funny. Um, I mean, that brings, with his scene with Marilyn with the fucking window, so good where he like sticks his hand out. He sticks his little tiny hand out and then <laughs> the guy, it gets he's kissed like, and he's wow. like, please don't do that. <laughs> he's like, please go. <laughs> Marilyn's like, oh. <laughs> Pretending to have laryngitis. I mean, oh comedy. God. Oh God, it's, it's so, so good. I miss <laughs> that sort of comedy. Like we don't have that anymore. Like when are we going to go to like, I 
I mean, like, obviously, like, mid-budget comedies are dying and they, like, don't exist anymore. But, like, I would love to see a comedy sequence like that. Like, everything is just so either broad or, like, hyper-niche now. Like, I feel like we don't have just, like, you know, something like that. Quality across the right. board comedy. Um <sighs> Yeah, no, it's all it's all so good. It's so um, funny. I was very delighted by this movie. I had a great I had a great time. And like, okay, I yes. know the body standards were terrible in the fifties, and they're still terrible, and everything <laughs> is terrible as we've mentioned. But like, oh my god, when these women were in these women, mm. if you will, were in their like opening number red, yeah, like yeah, high yeah. slit dresses and like you could see their thighs and everything. Mm. I was like, they look so good. Like yes. they really like not to be like, wow, they had real bodies, but like <laughs> not to kinda. Be dead, yeah. been, like hot damn though. I watching I this like, with Abby, I was consistently like a wooga. Like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I feel like a common like Marilyn Monroe thing is people are like, well, Marilyn Monroe, the most beautiful woman in the world was like a size 10. And it's like, yeah, yeah, she was. And guess what? She looks amazing. She Hottest looks so woman good. in the world declared hot yeah. on the pod. I know. Jordan texted me and he was like, Marilyn Monroe looks so good in this movie. And I was like, oh, really? She does. Yes. That's <laughs> Marilyn so surprising. Monroe. Wow. Did she, she never did like a stripped down kind of like raw movie raw movie i don't think well she's so. she's Did done she? like some serious dramas and stuff and like a noir you know here and there but it was never i don't think the emotional like bare bones that we're thinking of i think a right. lot of it like played into especially like once she got her image really you know the she idea of her is a marilyn monroe right picture. Yeah. like i mean like you kind of see i mean like obviously we don't see a lot of it now but like i feel like i don't know why my brain went to will smith very clear like fast <laughs> okay but, but like i feel like will smith especially like thinking about like 90s will smith it's like will smith like played will smith movies you know right. what i mean where it's like wild wild west men in black blah 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 it's like all of those are like it's just will smith like in x movie i think dwayne johnson is like On, the, yeah true true the poster child mm. <laughs> Abby's laughing. We had a you fun know. experience with The Rock last night. Wait, wait women, with, yeah, woman, with The Rock. I am the Cavalry. Greatest line We watched ever, Furious Seven. Yeah, uh, uh, Dwayne. Yeah, yeah. No, is, The Rock is, plays himself. Is yes. it no? Is it Furious? Is it Fast Five? What's the one when Han when someone's like, "Why do you drive?" and Han's like pussy uh no that's too fast too furious oh i'm so oh no sorry. wait no no, no, no it, that's so, tokyo drift that's tokyo drift sorry sorry so sorry. it's not han or is it no i think it is han oh okay yeah yeah King. uh tokyo drift is the worst of the franchise uh where you get a lot of that bad stuff yeah right <laughs> that's, that's the one with Devin eoki aoki right maybe the hot girl with the oh, pink car yes 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 oh for... yes 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 <laughs> yeah. you also i was thinking of the lead character man from texas who is a 30 something i think playing a no, he's like a 20-something who looks like a 30-something who's playing a 17-year-old. Right, yeah. And you're watching him, and he's like, I'm in high school. And we're like, no, you're not. No. Why okay, is Evan Hansen. still happening today, though? Yeah. Like, on, I don't know if you've seen Never Have I Ever. Oh, you oh, my know i Never Have I Ever. There's like a 31-year-old playing a 17-year-old. It's, and it's the, like, you look old. I can see your eye wrinkles. This is very <laughs> off. It's the guy who plays the hot guy, right? Yeah. Okay, he's wait. He's 31. Fun fact, he is an alumni of my sister's college, hey. Gary College. I think oh, he's the only go. famous person to ever come out of that Love college. <laughs> but yeah, he is like 30. Yeah. So that I'm is... A lot of age talk. I'm 30. I'm 30. Um, when oh I was God. like 16, I looked like 
a you know a 25 year old oh really oh yeah no when i was oh but also you know i'm very mature and poised for my age so when i was like 13 people would be like oh are you applying to college and i'd be like whoa i had exactly the opposite and people are like wait you graduated college not high school (laughs) yeah Yeah. i can drive thank you (laughs) um yeah it's so funny i mean honestly i feel like i always think you're older than you are you do have you very you carry yourself very wise and sage thank you i would say you're the anchor to our you know you hold us down in the best of ways that was never in question (laughs) no absolutely not no no that's the thing is like you and abigail are both more like keeping things on track people so i'm just here just like how can i disrupt yeah well i'll tell you a fun fact though when since this is like since this is a sibling episode when i'm with my sister Rhett, i am usually the one that's like throwing us off the rails yeah yeah fascinating because she's like i mean she's a little more quiet than i am so Mm. i gotta like you gotta ride i gotta bring it i I, gotta bring it we gotta get red on yeah red and abby (laughs) we'll have a we'll have the quadruple pod. She's going to be Perfect. mad when she hears this episode. She's going to be like, hello, where's my episode? Oh, wait. Okay. Well, I mean, we're totally off the rails now, so it's fine. I She um, <laughs> loves the man from uncle. And we were like, oh, we'll have you there on to go. cover the man from uncle. But I, I, I think we have to wait until years. like 2025 yeah. uh, before we can cover that movie. Yeah. So. When everyone from the cast has died. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, just one of them. Just one maybe. member of the cast. Everyone else is fine. Yeah. No, it's a really great movie. Uh, just don't think about one person. Yeah. So yeah. we need to find a new movie um, that she can cover. But we'll have that's unfortunate, we'll though. I, I will. We, we I know. Will, it's such we a good will movie. do that. And movie. it's so gay. Oh, I mean. I mean, the bro- gayest. Yeah. I, we've we've invoked it. The before. gay from Uncle. More like. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> Literally hate you so much. Okay. Let's just think about like just throw gay in terms of sorry like gay smart instead of like get, get smart. smart. Yeah. That was what you went to. I was thinking I was like, like yes, similar movies. What a gay movie! Get smart. <laughs> Oh, no, no, that movie is like in straight hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's The Rock, though, also in that movie. Speaking of The Rock, with hair. Yes. He has hair in that movie. Wow, does he? Yeah. That's fucked up. It was Actually, weird because I, I watched like it like two years ago and I was like, oh shit, he has hair. You can, like, tussle your hair <laughs> a little, you know, tall little man with a lot of muscle. Folks, do you love movies? Do you love the ones from the 50s? The ones with blonde women in them, the who one, gentlemen prefer. Oh, you beat me to the punch, Solomon. Well done. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I should have just let you go for it. No, nah, I love it's it. okay. It's too late now. Anyway, if you love <laughs> movies from the 50s or otherwise, have we got a spot for you to check out? The hippest place outside of a cruise ship where these gals are hanging out. Absolutely. And worthy of spending all your diamonds on them. Absolutely. It's super yucky. Hey. Your favorite internet yakis are a queer quadrant's best friend it's so true we love the team at super yaki they are our best friends they are also the internet's best friends absolutely very well deserved and they have spent their lives dedicating every waking moment to bringing you the listeners top quality merchandise to showcase your love for the movies we are talking Every kind of merch imaginable, as well as accessories. And they have incredible collections with independent artists on and off. I could totally see Marilyn wearing some of their stuff. Like she would strut down that street wearing a Judy Greer shirt. Absolutely. Am I wrong? No. Or am I right? I totally agree with you. This is a film full of fashion, and this is a shop full of fashion, okay? Hey, yo. It's the perfect marriage of the two. Now, look. 
if you want to check out what Supriyaki has to offer you, um, listeners, our listeners <gasps> can even be a little thrifty about it Ooh. and save 10% on their order with code SUPERQQ. Very nice. That is all caps, no spaces. You know what you can do saving that extra cash? What? Buy some diamonds. Buy a tiara, maybe. Ooh, Ooh. I love it. Or just use it to buy right. more Yaki well, merch. I mean, let's be real. If the spirit moves you, you can find them at superyaki.com. That's S-U-P-E-R-Y-A-K-I.com. Um, let's watch some more movies. So gentlemen prefer blondes. They do. Um, yeah. do you want to talk about the plot, the plot briefly? Let's do it. I think we should, because I think the plot is really integral to the story. Yeah, I mean, so much happens. Yes. How are we going to get into the deep nuances? <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. It's like, I just want, I mean, you know, plenty of people are like, oh, movies are stupid nowadays. They're about nothing. And it's like, no, but they think they're about something. Like, this yes. movie, no. This movie is like, I have nothing anything. going on, but it's going to be a fun time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm obsessed with, it's just like, I feel like this movie is just full of so many good lines within the sequences, like, just constantly hitting with bangers, like where she's like, Europe, France. Like that beat lives so in my head. That's so funny. I just, she's so, she does, Marilyn Monroe does obviously like have the dumb blonde stereotype going on in this movie, but she's so winning and she's yes. so authentic about it that you're like, girl, I love you. I mean, in the window scene when she like lines her hands up and she looks at <laughs> yes, it and yes. places on her <laughs> yes, hips, yes. technically it worked. She did she fit did get through. through the window. <laughs> Her uh, her logic is sound. Right. Yeah, I see no fault here. And I mean, when Jane Russell is like, "Well, if I told you I wanted to go to um, North America, Mexico, like you wouldn't say that." She's like, "Well, I would if, if I right. wanted to go there." <laughs> <laughs> Literally iconic. That's so funny. She's so good. Uh, when she's like asking all the like, I mean, this is a bit that everyone does all the time. But like when she's asking all the men like the conversations at dinner, she's like, "Oh, and how are you doing?" And like, "Oh, that's interesting." And she like doesn't let anybody answer. And she's like, "Oh, I, I love, love conversations." conversations. <laughs> it's so good because I feel like that bit has been riffed on so many times in so many countless movies since then. But like seeing it sort of in her form, like the perfect distilled version is just such a fun rush. Yeah. I mean, look, if we're talking about favorite bits, as I mentioned, like the two women pull, pouring an entire pitcher of water <laughs> on somebody's pants and being like, oh my God, Whoops. I'm so sorry, <laughs> is a classic. But I, I think my favorite yeah, moment yes. is when Marilyn Monroe and Jane Russell walk into the dining room in mm. that incredible the orange fits, yeah. dress. Um, and the musicians like are so distracted. <laughs> yes, they start yes. playing each other's instruments. Yes, the violin guy goes to the cello. <laughs> yeah. God to your bit. No so notes. Funny. So funny. It's so good. I think, yeah, no, that actually might be my favorite. I mean, the whole sequence where they're drugging him, where she just throws like three sleeping pills. It's just like, She's yeah. And like, it doesn't clean anything up and they just like are pouring the drink down. He does like a shot and it's a vodka. And he's like, this isn't water. And she's like, no, oh, no, it's straight it's vodka. vodka. They basically make him a Long Island iced tea, but without the iced tea. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Which, just a bunch of different it's just drinks. Gin, vodka, rum, and uh, brandy. I Crying think like is horrible. what it is. <laughs> oh, I my God. I didn't expect this movie to become like a con in like a whole scam. Like, I was very excited when all of a sudden it takes the turn when they realize it that he's in on them. And then mm -hmm. they're like, oh, we're going to get scam him. him. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, so the plot. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Sorry. Of this movie. Mm -hmm. Marilyn Monroe and Pl Jane Russell. Who do they play? Lorelai 
Lorelai Lee. Yes. Yes. A good stage name. Yes. Uh, Dorothy Shaw. Mm-hmm. Not yes. as good a stage name. No. No. I mean, Lorelai Lee is just amazing. Fucking Made me think of Gilmore Girls, but. Never seen. Uh, a crime. You I'm should sorry. see it. I'm sorry. It takes place in a small town in Connecticut. It will remind you so much of Massachusetts. I don't know if I want that. You do. Trust me. It's Connecticut's a great show. different than Mass, though. Connecticut's That's like true. a little yeah. more, you know. Connecticut's like almost New York. And yeah. But it's, it's, it's not. It, do, it doesn't feel like New York. The show doesn't feel mm, like New York. It's a okay. great show. I'll I watch the pilot. Well, that's. Mm, See, that's the thing. I'll watch season three, episode four. Perfect. <laughs> I'll recommend you some. I can't get on to a Gilmore Girls. No, 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 no. Go, no, the only Gilmore, the only more girls that I want to talk about is these girls on a boat. Yeah. With gills yeah. of the fish swimming underneath the boat. Okay. It was good. And Sorry. It was bad. Sorry. Okay. So Lorelei Lee and Dorothy Shaw. Yes. Yeah. They're showgirls. They are showgirls. From Little Rock, Arkansas. Just, you know, they've grown up together. Yeah. They're best friends. And, uh. Uh, Lorelai is like not a gold digger, but everyone thinks that she's a gold digger. Yes. However, she does love expensive things. She likes diamonds. She has great taste. Absolutely good taste. We have I to love say. that she doesn't know what a tiara is. Oh, right. And then she gets a tiara. She's like, oh, wow. Like, I put I, it around my neck. Right. It's like, it's not the style. It's just like the act of having diamonds. Diamonds. Yes. Yes. It's really just like, how much can I like accumulate like what can i get on me yeah but she's engaged to uh this, this a walking n- brick wall <laughs> this fucking cinder block of a man <laughs> Truly. um he's a nice boy though how much depth to him zero zero and why is that good because we don't need any yeah, yeah. i mean we don't care about him but his no. name is gus ed as esmond gus esmond mm-hmm. they are engaged he gave her a nice ass diamond ring hello um and uh yeah so they're engaged but gus's father is like this girl is up to no good she's gonna steal all your money and like she's gonna get into money stealing and cheating things while she and her best friend are on this trip across the atlantic to go perform in france so famously Europe, France, yes. Famously Europe, France. So he hires a private detective because, of course, as um, one does, to watch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if even it, though just to see if anything happens. See, the thing is that it's like Jane Russell is already kind of like assigned to watch yes. Maryland, though. Yes. Um. Nobody chaperones the chaperone. <sighs> oh, no. great line. A great line. Jane Russell was going onto that boat for some dick. But, yeah. like, also for Marilyn, because oh, she's so happy when Gus leaves the boat. She's like, oh, bye. Well, she's yeah. constantly, I think that's the thing, is, like, she's constantly, like, knowing that, well, the way that Marilyn plays it is, like, you don't really think that Marilyn's in it for love with him, yeah. obviously. And so Jane, obviously, or uh, Jane Russell is, like, obviously, like, kind of aware of that. So anytime, like, Gus is in the picture, she's just like, oh, Marilyn's just, like, playing with him again like this is all just a big bit to get some money and like she just like wants to have like time with her and there's that line when they all go shopping in the end where she's like oh wow it's so nice to like shop without any men around and it's all like about like them having time together so like when they get to go on the boat together she's probably like this is the best day of my life oh this is very <laughs> like me much and hashtag bestie yeah it's like they are by far the most like authentic and deepest relationship in the movie and like there's definitely like 
you can code them no problem like we said they don't care about men really like they do but like do they no i don't think there's any kind of emotional connection to any guy in this there's just like they're a literal c you're just like okay that one's rich that one's a little bit better looking i'll go there. that one's 10 (laughs) yeah that's the thing (laughs) it's not like neither of them care about personality Marilyn cares about money and jane cares about looks Mm mm-hmm so it's like, hello, right? like compulsory heterosexuality, if I've ever heard it. <laughs> Absolutely. Just have to play into what society wants you to say or yeah. do or to, to do. Mm-hmm. Mm. But they are in charge of their own destinies and they're able to have it all. They're able to stay super close cabin sharing besties. <laughs> and also There's definitely something going on in that cabin. <laughs> make out like bandits with all this money at the end. Absolutely. And it ends with a double wedding because if you didn't end your movie with a wedding, like you would have you a failed. riot on right. your hands. And like I, so many movies end with weddings. We love a it's wedding. It's crazy. We love a wedding. <laughs> and then the graduate comes along and goes, What if a wedding but sad? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Wait, but, quick tangent on the graduate. Yes. I don't oh. know. Okay, so speaking of film classes, speaking yes. of like of haven't had those of <laughs> academic classes i guess maybe you just took a, a feminist film studies class or what oh, yeah what, wait what so what, what class yeah. was it where you learned about it this? was uh a women's studies class i was like focused on pop culture so we looked at there we go film we looked at music uh advertisement all all the good things oh cool yes. what were some other movies that really stuck around that were queer or not I'm fascinated what they did. If for it was queer. women's studies, probably. I mean, th- so it was taught Louise? in the summer. It was mm. seven weeks, so every class was a different subject. So this was the only like queer one we watched, uh. and then we did look at one that was looking at um, like the male gaze versus the female gaze, and we watched. Oh, there's a difference. A bunch of documentaries. So we watched like this film is not yet rated. We talked about. Uh, we actually talked a lot about the porn industry, which is oh, sort of related, but literally yeah. so fascinating. <laughs> I'm really excited for that. What's that movie coming out? Uh, that was at Sundance. Um, uh, Pleasure. Yeah. Cannot wait to see Sounds that. Sounds great. Um, there's a great Rashida Jones produced miniseries about the porn industry called Hot Girls Wanted. It's on Netflix. Netflix. It's really good. I highly recommend it. Um, yeah. Okay. That's super interesting. But wait. Okay. Yes, my graduate yes, tangent yes. is that I was in a film studies class as a freshman and like, you know, how freshmen are. And they played that end clip from The Graduate. And I don't think because we're a bunch of dumb freshmen. I don't think anyone had seen the movie. Oh Maybe like one or two. Yeah. Okay, Jordan, we all didn't grow up around no, cinema. No, 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 no. no um, I, was I didn't even grow up around cinema. <laughs> it's in the just same you. house. It's fucked up. That's insane. We'll 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 wrap up because I think at some point we need to talk about the George of the Jungle and the High School Musical, the musical, the series, and all that of it all. Keep going. We do have to talk about High School yes. Musical, the musical, the series. Okay, but so they play the end scene of the Graduate. Yes. All around me are familiar. Or Sound of Silence starts playing. <laughs> the entire class collectively loses its shit. Because, you know. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a meme song. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the professor, I have never seen a man be so <laughs> baffled in his entire life. He was like, what? Like, why would you do? He was just so just kind like, of sad. He was like, like, oh, no. He was like, what? What are you? Why are you laughing? And we should like, be watching it's Shrek, the song. too. It's the song. That's Sorry. so funny. Truly hilarious. I would love to see his face. It's just, just like I'm imagining like a man with like kind of large pants and just like. 
crestfallen. He was just, <laughs> he was like, this is the future. Mm. <laughs> I'm God, teaching these are the, the kids. future yeah. right now. Okay, wait, should we talk about High School Musical and the Musical series now, or are we talking about it off mic? No, what is the situation? We'll, we'll wrap up, because I think oh, okay. after final thoughts, talk, because for her, I think it's fascinating growing up, because me, having seen like, so many movies and her to have seen nothing but then a lot of the movies that we've talked about like queer movies so like high school musical George the jungle mulan yeah i would just like to say that all movies that were my favorite he would hate on them and i like until the queer quadrant came out i did not know that this man liked channing tatum (laughs) i did not know that he liked high school musical or stick it and you know it's just really been an eye-opening experience there's a lot that happens when you start a podcast or come out i was gonna say it's definitely um coming out because yeah no you were not the same you made fun of me (laughs) for like liking you were not the same Oh yeah, no, it's been. It's you been were ahead upsetting. on the tater game. Yeah, I'm really was. glad that we could expose Jordan <laughs> on Mike as I'm, he deserves. I'm happy to be exposed on Maine. It's okay. I was definitely a, uh, and I'm not like other girls, girl in high school. So I also hated all of those things. Right. Don't and, you worry. And now we're both like, can we talk about feminist masterpiece? <laughs> Stick it. <laughs> it is a feminist masterpiece. Oh, of course. I watched we, it before every meet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went to, when I was home recently, I went downstairs to like look at the DVD collection of what's left because I've pretty much taken most of the DVDs yes. back here. <laughs> right. I'm sure. Um, but I left the second one. The second thing is, I have never seen a DVD more rundown in my life. That <laughs> oh, no. thing looks like on its last fucking legs. <laughs> we'll get you the like 4K steelbook. It probably doesn't uh, exist, but if oh, it exists, we'll get sure. it. Sure. That Abby. movie, they're like trying to bury that. They're like, Stick It came out? What movie? <laughs> I mean, come on. It won Jeff Bridges an Oscar. We all know right, this. Of course, Canonically is the only movie in the Criterion Collection. Oh, canonically. Oh my God, Stick It for Criterion Collection. Oh, with love. Whatever. Okay. Great. We were saying. Okay. So, my God. The all plot? Right. Should yeah, I just go through this plot in like I mean, five minutes? Literally, because yes. I mean, yeah. Like what happens? Okay, great. So, Here we go. these women are on the boat. This private eye is trying to figure out if there's any funny business going on. Hijinks ensue. Ooh. Eventually, like <laughs> eventually, Jane Russell figures out that the private eye is a private eye, but oh no, she's accidentally fallen in love with him. <laughs> Whatever shall we do? Could you say that she saw that he was a private eye with her own private eyes? Hmm. I actually like I can't even like, <laughs> sorry. give you that. I'm sorry. One. I'm sorry. Um and but because she's a bad bitch, she sides with Marilyn Monroe and is like, we need to take this guy down because he took some incriminating photos of you that were not meant to be incriminating but ended up accidentally being incriminating a classic dilemma plays into Marilyn's IRL life one of my favorite quotes is she's like "Um, we'll get her war paint on and we'll go to work and that's when they totally just drug him up and strip him down and it's like oh yes I love that go women no it's so good I mean I think the quote that you mentioned earlier where it's like between the two of them between the two of us if we can't get his pants off we don't deserve to call ourselves women like that's iconic so iconic um yeah and I mean they basically go on this hunt to try and find the film that has the incriminating photos on it they eventually find it in this guy's pants pocket after spilling an entire pitcher of water as on one him. does yes as one does um i like when they put like the fluffy like silk robe with like feathers on it yes, on him yes. to escort him out it's never not Comedy. funny putting a, a, a goofy looking robe on someone that shouldn't be wearing that robe like it's a 
never not funny mm-hmm. always good i love a too short bathrobe mm-hmm. right a classic, classic. <laughs> yeah um so, <laughs> so they get the photos basically so it's like that's like one half of the the heist the scam and then there's like a whole other scam portion which is that um marilyn monroe is t- talking to this rich guy piggy who i think we mentioned yes. in passing loves diamonds loves diamonds, no, is, has a, diamonds. Is, has diamonds. <laughs> is a diamond personified i think he owns he owns diamond a diamond mine yeah he's like yeah. you know Musk. how you just own a diamond mine yeah classic <laughs> yeah exploit the poor you know as one does just own a diamond mine, obviously. Um, but his son actually grew up to be Elon Musk. Yeah, truly. And Mary Grimes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the whole apartheid, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, all that fun business. Yeah, super yeah, yeah. great. Um, they don't really dive into that. This is more. That's in the sequel, uh, Gentleman Gentleman Mary Brunettes. I, can you believe there's an actual sequel called Gentleman Mary Brunettes? Yeah, and I guess up. it's a lot straighter. Shocking. I'm sure. Shocking. Yeah. With no Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Immediately, half the gay taken out. Yeah. You lose a star in the queer quadrant. <laughs> you lose all your stars. Any movie with Marilyn Monroe starts out with, yeah, like a base amount. And if it doesn't have Marilyn, taken out. They're gone. Yeah. I mean, I mean, look, with our track record so far, every Marilyn Monroe movie has at least one star on That's the true. QQ. That's at true. least. It can only go up from there. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so. Yes. So. Piggy. Um, Piggy, Diamond Mine Man is basically like... <laughs> Marilyn Monroe, thank you so much for not exposing me for these accidentally incriminating photos. What can I get you? And she's like, well, how about the diamond tiara that you gave to your wife? And he's like, would you like a racehorse maybe? She's like, like, no. Anything else? No, I want the tiara. So he gives it to her. Mm -hmm. And then... As a pig would. These women arrive in Paris and shit goes down. They shop. Till they drop. They do shop till they drop. We don't get to see any of the clothes. Which is really unfortunate. Rude. Yes. I think that this movie could have added an extra 10 minutes and included like a... Just a fashion show. Wait, yes. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Sound the alarm. Did Brooke Solomon just say that a 90 minute movie could be longer than 90 minutes? This is actually probably the only time I will ever say that. And it's wow. because I want to see some outfits. Oh, I mean hard same i want like a 90s chick flick style like yes. dressing room yes. revolving door montage what one would you wear okay outfits are all light out like the ones that we've seen laid out what are we picking to wear that orange dress the orange dress for you that orange dress mm-hmm. is so good it's very fucking hot do you have one mm-hmm. she's thinking i have mine what and it would yours? be the uh jane russell pantsuit like I would love, because I feel like that's equivalent to a jumpsuit, and yes. I really feel like I could wear a jumpsuit well. Jordan, you would rock the fuck out of a jumpsuit. Thank you, thank you. I'm, I'll get you one. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Do you have one? Do you have one? Um, honestly, when she's like, it's like Jane Russell has <laughs> a suit jacket on with a bathing suit. <gasps> yes. I was oh, just thinking about that. The, the blue, blue and white. Yeah. So. Oh good. my god, that's such a hot look. Oh, the coordination <laughs> of the blue polka dots with the blue pant. Uh, swimsuit yeah my god yeah yeah no that's hot as shit that's a good call that's i actually might sub out for that one (laughs) no you stick with your pants (laughs) but i would love to rock like imagine rolling up like it's the 1950s you go to a public pool you have just a suit jacket on and a matching swim trunks well it allows you to like
like shrug off the suit jacket and then oh, reveal yeah. your bathing suit. Right. It's Which a is whole, nothing hotter. It's a moment. Yes. It's a yeah. moment. Um, but yeah, man, oof, that orange dress. I You're talking about the the black pantsuit that yes. Jane Russell yes. has during the Olympics. During the Olympics scene, yes. Um, also great yellow suit jacket cape business that goes oh, with that thing. Yes. Yeah, it's good. So. God, she has so, so much good so business many going good on. Looks. Yeah, I also runner up that purple sweater that Marilyn Marilyn wears wears. it is beautiful it's like Mm -hmm. a billowy turtleneck but it's like super tucked in at the waist yes incredible what's that thing called where you like put your hands and it's like the cheetah print you know you she's both oh a muff yeah muffs (laughs) Love a muff. Big fan. <laughs> really cool. We Always love a muff. adds good to an outfit. I totally did not follow you where you're going, so I'm glad that you did. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, I would just think of uh, in Batman the movie, uh, the Adam West one, series. Catwoman has a muff uh, that she has when she's uh, Kit- Kitya, uh, the Russian you know, journalist that I'm marries Batman or whatever. Absolutely yeah. dying at the fact that you were like, as you know, as, muffs as, featured as, in the as hit we film. Famously Batman. all know. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so no, they were very hot at the turn of the century and then we should bring them the forties and fifties. They're awesome. They keep your hands warm. Yeah. It's like a little heater right. for your hands. Like a glove, but not. <laughs> but, <laughs> but wow, you okay. should go into advertising. <laughs> Call me Don Draper. <laughs> glove. But, but not. <laughs> Wait, hang on. There's a very specific Don Draper. Yes, impression. do it, do it. Glove, but not. <laughs> very good, Brooke <laughs> Solomon. You. It's toasted. <laughs> Um, um, uh, yes yes so So they get to paris they get to paris Paris (laughs) and uh yeah like so much crazy shit happens it just becomes insane in the final like 10 minutes i know marilyn monroe's fiance shows up and is like hey girl i know you were cheating on me and she's like literally what are you talking about and then the police show up and we're like hey we know you stole a diamond tiara She's like, I did not what? do that. But then she's like, well, I'll just take out the tiara and give it back to them. And then it's not there. So someone stole the tiara from her. And then in the quickest court case in history. Great judge. <laughs> Great judge. They take her to court. But, but here's the thing is that, as Ivy mentioned at the beginning of this episode, um, Marilyn Monroe is like, well, I can get the money back from my fiance to pay for the tiara. It'll take me an hour and 45 <laughs> minutes. So who's there? So who shows up to the court proceeding? But Jane Russell in a terrible blonde wig. Terrible. As Marilyn. Yes. Um, she's she got calls that. a talented Mr. Ripley. She does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she's got that voice fucking She down. nails it. No, she nails the fuck out of it. Yeah. Like... It's, it's really impressive. Perfect. It was so impressive. I mean, I actually don't know if they dubbed it or not. I was looking in the oh. trivia. I didn't see anything. Just like how they dubbed in uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. A common mm-hmm. trick. Um, but, like, it's so good that I was, like, very confused. It was, like, Uncanny Valley. I was like, that's not Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. However, it sounds exactly Very like close. Her. No, I the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, yep. she does a showgirl number for <laughs> the judge and jury, which is... Simply iconic. iconic. Yes, as one always does. <laughs> and uh, by the end of it, the private eye, who's fallen back in love with Dorothy, basically finds out that it was Mr. Diamond Mine himself who was conning them all and wanted to like collect the insurance money of the tiara or something. Some some I business. Don't I don't know. know. But he's going to jail where he deserves. I don't even know. No, that's a lie. Oh, wait, they no. literally just wait. get oh, wait, oh, right, right, the right. tiara. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The way yes, his yes, back yes, gives yes. it to the judge. Everyone hands it off and then they're just like cool end of the movie yep yep fun and uh you know Marilyn's hour and 45 minute trick worked yes it does she and her fiance are back together and this is when she confronts 
her fiance's father and is like, honestly, how fucking dare you? <laughs> First of all, get out of my house. Second of all, you're Give nothing. Me your money. <laughs> Second of all, I want your money. I don't <laughs> yes. want his money. I, I want, want your, your money. money. Um, and it's basically like, I love him, but you're also rich. And marrying a rich man is like marrying a pretty girl. You might not marry a girl just because she's pretty, but boy, does it help. <laughs> um, so good. So good. So yeah. And then it's double a double marriage. wedding. I think a the double marriage. by double wedding. Give your pitch. Okay. So this oh. is all she sold me. She was like. This was my whole the pitch. The first time watching the movie, I'm like, I'm taking my notes. She's taking her notes. We're sitting there. We're sharing popcorn or whatever. And then the like all I had known before, she was like. Jordan, the final shot sells the deal. The final shot <laughs> is my whole argument. She's like, okay, I'm wait. building my TED Talk on the last shot. I agree with this. Here Abby, we go. lay it out for us. Nothing better than a thesis statement. <laughs> Hit it, kid. This is um, now a lot of pressure. Nonsense. <laughs> this is the, the least pressure podcast ever. We're no, like, I know. We'll, chat. we'll um, have some fun. Yeah, so... It was because, like, the way that they're lined up, you have, like, your male-female relationship. Yes. Female-female relationship. And then, uh, again, like, the male-female relationship. But because it zooms in, so you see all four of them at first, then you just zoom in. And the last clip is just the two women looking at each other. And it's like, they have everything that they need right there. And so it's like, you have... The money from the guys, whatever you have, maybe the attractiveness. I don't really know from the detective, but they have each other. You have a dick if you and need it. And you know what? That's all they need to be happy. And no one had to sacrifice their career. They didn't have to sacrifice their friendship. They got the best of both worlds. And that is why um, I pitched this movie. No. <laughs> Amazing. Absolutely, yes. I totally agree. And yes. it is like they give each other like a very cute little like smiley look and like kind of looks like they're marrying they're each marrying other. They're marrying each other. It does. Yeah. They're literally in matching dresses. Yeah. No, um, it's like they're marrying each other. Also good wedding dresses, but yeah. Good wedding dresses. I do hate the like cap The business. veil. Yeah, no, I don't like it Like at all. that's a very 50s thing. It's in yeah. Singing in the Rain too. The cap is yeah, I don't like it. I can't yeah, do I don't like it. But amazing with like the lace on the shoulders. Oh, gorgeous. Gorgeous. But it's like they're a femme couple. Like, yeah. Right? Femme for femme. Right? What up? F yeah. for F. It's the Fast and the Furious 10, 14. Yeah. I, don't know. I believe, though, Jordan, your review of Too Fast, Too Furious was, in fact, too gay to handle. Yes, which it was. I think is the best review that you've ever done. And wow. I wanted to immortalize it. Thank you so much. I don't know. Now, how am I going to ever live up to that? I mean, you know. I can't. You'll get there. Yeah, I'm one sure. Day. But um, no, totally, Abigail, based on you, that's. I think spot on. Yes. I love it. I, I totally see it. And like, it really is kind of crazy that this is a movie without any consequences for being like a bold, you know, self indulged, low key gold digging woman, Mm -hmm. because usually, especially like during this period of time, like those were the femme fatales in noir. Those were the women that ended up dead or rejected. Like those were like the bad women. And this is a movie where like they do get it all. They win. They do. Yeah. And when does a woman ever win? Yeah. <laughs> like they don't have to. I mean, Jane Russell doesn't even have to walk back her intense horniness to no. be with this guy. <laughs> no. It's so great. Like on the, the stand, she's like, I, you should want to fuck me yeah. and you should want to marry me. Have you ever seen me perform? <laughs> like it's, it's so good. Like it's so crazy that they were just allowed to 
do this and, and it's so much fun and you think that it's like also at the end of the day like yes i think obviously this was like a f- made in the 50s and i'm i'm fascinated by the idea if this was remade today sort of the way that they would approach gender constructs and stuff like that because in my queer headcanon i feel like both characters would do this to anybody like at the end of the day like they love each other both so specifically like Marilyn, i feel like she only cares about you know like the money or her own like emotional satisfaction with it like i feel like she would play men or like play women because like the whole bisexuality angle i'm like i'm sure she could scam kind of anybody i would let her scam me right no question i'm like absolutely will give you anything yeah this uh, this obviously like shouldn't be remade i would worry a little bit about it being remade because i feel like they would lean too hard on the feminist angle and like for sure that can be so detrimental to a film yes and so it's like i think what's good about and i don't know if this was done by accident or if it just happened to be like this kind of cool radical musical that like slipped through the cracks or whatever but this is so great because it's not really acknowledged right but it's they not, also it's not beating to, you over the fucking head being like, this is a feminist movie. It's a feminist movie, but they also don't need to like cut the women down to size at the right. end. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think it's all about these two women, the way that they shoot it, the way that they're always in the foreground together, everything else between the women is tertiary. It's just yeah. literally about them. They're yeah. always like equal too. like, they're almost always on like the same level. They're wearing constantly like the same outfit. They always walk into the same room together. Yeah. Everything. When they're, yeah. Like singing. It's not like, Oh, this is the Monroe show or this is the Russell show or whatever, but they're just like, they're so friendly and you never see a friendship or more that's like between two women that doesn't have any kind of control or competition. It's so, it's so wholesome. Right. They're not fighting over a man. They're not fighting over screen time. And like, I think it's even nicer that they were like very good friends behind Mm -hmm. the scenes too, because this was like Jane Russell was very um, famous at this point. She got earned, she earned $200,000 for this movie. A lot of fucking money and Marilyn Monroe is getting $500 a week and like the fact that they're still on like this amazing like equal footing is great and that's why this movie is so fun like I really had a great time it's enduring thank you yeah. so much for <laughs> truly bothering Jordan until he agreed to do it I'm <laughs> every week that the did. queer watching came out I was like cover this episode next cover this yeah it you're works. like you're covering <laughs> this but you won't cover gentlemen prefer blondes but I mean, it's fair for you to drag us for some of the things that no, we covered. Absolutely, though, so. no, absolutely. I'm very happy though, and I mean, look, I we will be covering bringing up baby because that movie oh, is really? very queer too. Yeah, okay, it plays with drag and sexuality a lot. All right, all right, yeah. I'm in. I saw it a very long time ago in a film studies class. So. Classic. Did uh, everyone laugh at uh, the part where the dinosaur bones all tumble down? Because that's. It's hilarious. I don't remember. I was laughing. It's a good. That's I remember. It's a great time. It's so good. So long. Oh my god. It's like two and a half hours. Is it really? So fucking. Um. Great. That was the uh, Howard Hawks's scripts were often. Sorry, I'm a big fan. Oh no, Uh, do it. His scripts were often like extremely long, but the way specifically like his Girl Friday, like the script was I forget how many extra pages it was than like a normal script, but they knew that it was fine because of how quick his dialogue was. And like how fast that they would shoot. So they were like, whatever, let's say it's a 216. They're like, oh yeah, we'll get this. It'll be like a two hour movie, like nothing. Right. Like just, that's fucking incredible. Oh my God, I'm bringing it all back. You know what has a very similar thing to that? Gilmore Girls. 
their scripts were routinely like 70 75 pages for a 40 minute show oh they my god talk at the speed of light but the thing is if you watch the pilot and that's why i said mm, i don't know about the pilot they kind of talk normally right once you get to like season three bug nuts that's why i have to watch season three episode, episode four yeah <laughs> yes. oh, i'm gonna look up what it is and figure out if it's a good one or not okay anyway. i hope so yes um so yes this movie this movie great this movie did very well at the box office. It earned $5.3 million, which is a <laughs> lot of money for 1953. Um, for scale, it's a small indie. For scale, it was the eighth highest grossing movie of 1953. So, Hell yeah. Um, Monroe's next feature, How to Marry a Millionaire, was the fifth highest. So she was blown up Queen the box of the box office. office. Good for her. How do you marry a millionaire, though? Uh, I mean, you know, you go to a church, (laughs) (laughs) she marries a millionaire in this movie too. Yeah. Should have called it how to marry a millionaire. Oh, don't boo Boo. me. Don't you dare. That was Augustus and slam dunk. (laughs) If I ever heard it. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. We did. Did we talk enough about diamonds are a girl's best friend? Because that is probably the most iconic musical sequence of all time. Barely talked about it. I mean, I'm obsessed with it. Like when all the men are trying to shove their hearts at her and she's like, like, no. "No." And then they pull out a gun and shoot themselves. So fucking funny in the dress and the colors of that sequence and how literally every famous pop star has constantly tried to do it. Like, you even have Nicole Kidman and everyone like me, Beyonce, Madonna, fucking then you have Birds of Prey with right. fucking Margot Robbie. Like everyone goes to this musical number. It, it is, is the number. It is the definition of iconic. It is really amazing. My favorite part of the number is this like sachet move that she has when all the men are doing it in the background too. And they're like moving through the set and it feels like yes. very slick and the camera's moving with them. Oh, it's amazing. I could probably rewatch that number like every day, I think it's so fucking beautiful and cool. Mm-hmm. And if we want to talk about like that cultural queer influence, I think it is fascinating that Birds of Prey, a very queer movie, specifically Margot Robbie, who I feel like falls into the Marilyn Monroe type. One hundred percent, I was into that. Well, I was literally thinking, I was like, even outside of the Birds of Prey thing, like if they were going to make this today, Margot Robbie would be the first choice, right. like right off the bat, Absolutely. if not Scarlett Johansson. But like, right. it's yeah. like, yeah. So it's that, yeah, it's definitely that type, and like. I mean, look, if we want to talk about like the sort of mark that it's left on the queer community, I mean, how many Marilyn Monroe drag performances right. are this in Seven Year Edge? Like, I mean, and this one has the musical number attached to it. Right. Like an inspiration Absolutely. cannot be touched. No, it's like a go to touchstone. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I needed to, I, it came to me like a wave in the night and I had to say it because God, that musical number is good. It's very good. It's also Hot very bye. It is. Very bi. Because she is sort of attracted to the men, but only for their diamonds. And then there's like the whole scene where all of the women mm-hmm. are around her. And so it's that same idea of like emotionally connecting with women and not with men. But yeah. I love that the two big like Jane Russell and Mar- Marilyn Monroe solo sequences involve this like very bisexual Energy. undercurrent. It's very Abby, cool. Abby, your finger is on the pulse. You are picking up all the details. <laughs> It's incredible. You brought it. Well done. Woohoo. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Jordan. Yes. Oh my God. And Abby, you've been preparing a lifetime for Are this you moment. ready? Do you want to guess the average letterbox rating? I do. Do you? Um, I mean, I would like to guess because I know it and then oh. I could impress you. But um I will be honest and say that I did indeed look it up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jordan. 
I honestly don't know. This is what, because like in my head, I know what the scale looks like, but I want to say three, eight. Three, seven. Uh, shit. <laughs> you know, no, you're good. I you're knew good. it was in the middle there. It feels like this should be like a little bit higher, but I understand like a lot of where the ratings land. It is. It truly is a, a no plot, just vibes movie. And yeah. so oh, yeah. I feel like people talk that they're like, I mean, come on. Come on. We're just come hanging on. out on a boat. Yeah. Just being gay on a boat. My I favorite mean, activity. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Mama Mia. Happy summer, baby. I mean, Great here movie. we go again. <laughs> being gay on a boat. Nothing better. Hell, t- hell, Titanic? No. Yeah. Mm. Other, mm. other gay boat movies. Much to think about. Oh, what's the <laughs> the gay boat movie? Uh, what's it called? It's called Cruiser, Cruisin' or Showboat or something showboat? like that. Showboat? It's not Showboat, but something like that. Oh, this is so we'll embarrassing. I'm really sorry because it's like a super iconic piece of cinema you know it's um, a really good queer boat movie is talented mr ripley oh my god you're so right <laughs> he definitely definitely some queer shit happens on that boat maybe there too much go. yeah a little ooh, takes his anger out oh my god bash bash yeah okay. dead dead all right all right let's wrap let's uh not wrap it up. let's give our rankings of yes. where it lands on the queer quadrant Okay. Would you like As to lead it off? tradition, I will lead it off. This is very honorable of you. I would give this film on the queer quadrant. I would honestly give it three and a half stars. I Love feel to like see it. I think that because it is just like a fun time, the stakes are lower. So <laughs> I feel like that's kind of good because you don't necessarily have to represent like what this movie means. Like gay vibes. We'd love to see it. But I mean like... Everything from the central relationship between the two women to their relationships with other people and how sort of fluid it is um, to all of like the trappings that we've talked about, uh, I think it deserves. So that's my I ranking. love that. Yeah. Do you want to go next? I will go after you. Yeah. Oh. Abby should close it yes. out. Yeah. All right. I mm, see. The thing is, I was thinking a three and a half. Now that I'm sitting here, I might boost it to a four he's boosting it i think i'm gonna go with a four and i think i'm gonna like tie that in just with like a lot of the i'm gonna like give this the sort of like hawks stamp of like a lot of his other movies um whether or not they will cover them but i just think that this is sort of just a classic queer canon movie sort of and i think that as we've talked about there's like the innate like fluidity of sex and like the way in which like women love other women in this movie and how men really ain't shit um (laughs) i think is fantastic um and i really like the way that the romance between them is like the women's friendship is like the only emotional core and like everything else like the love that they show is so like to other to, to men is like completely objective it's like anytime they're looking at a man it's like what will i get from this relationship versus when they're looking at each other it's like how can i like emotionally fulfill myself or how can this person like emotionally like help me get through this moment, which I really love. And of course, as Abigail, like talked about the last shot um, and everything. And I think that, yeah, there's just, it's just kind of queer bisexual energy, just kind of radiating off this thing. And I love it. And I mean, you have sort of everyone coming into this movie who's like sort of at the top of their game, as you mentioned, like whether it's costume designs, the choreography, Marilyn reaching like about to like apex for her or like cresting to like reach the apex of her career. You know what I mean? Like everyone was kind of on the ball. And so, yeah, I think it's, I'm going to give it a four. Love it. I'm shocked. I was shocked. 
But here it is. I've had a grand old gay time. A grand. I am very happy to hear that you had a grand old gay time since I pitched this so hard. I was like, this um, movie sucks. This movie got a one. I really don't <laughs> like this movie. <laughs> Why did I watch it? Um, I'm also going to give it four stars. The sibs are lying. Yes, we, love this. we are. I know. But Brooke, you're off the pod. <laughs> You can start like a nice little branch off. Oh, cool. oh no, I don't know that that's a <laughs> good like, idea. No. <laughs> I don't really. I don't want that. <laughs> not yet, now no. you're like, I will not listen to that. <laughs> exactly. But um, I guess my last like comments, like everything that you guys have said, but I also just think like they're so supportive of each other and want to help each other. Like Marilyn, even though she's like, I'm going to find you a rich man, even though Dorothy's like, or I'm Russell's ten. like, I don't want this. Um, she's like, no, like that's what's best for you. And then Russell's like, all right, I'm literally going to dress up at you as you to like save your ass from going to jail. And she's like, they care about each other. They just want people, uh, each other to be happy. And that's just really nice to see. Also, I love like the feminist energy that they're giving. Like they both just like command space in such a way that you don't see. And it's like because they're just so in charge of like their sexuality, I feel like that also just, you know, gives it that extra half star. Love um, it. So yeah, I'll tie Jordan with a four. I love it. Boom, baby. What okay, a delightful, great. delightful movie. Yeah, so much fun. Highly recommend if you want a fun musical like this is a crowd pleaser right down the middle like anyone i think will have a great time watching absolutely this movie. you could literally throw this on an hour and a half later it's done and you walk out being like great yeah fun fun it's i awesome. miss these yeah just, i know i really really do just like something you can put on you're like ah, oh, yes a movie about nothing that is so enjoyable i feel like most movies yes. now that are about nothing they're either like no 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 it's actually about like feminism and classism you're like no it's not or they're just so terrible yes yes mama mia 2 vibes yes kinda? Uh, yeah no. <laughs> yes mama mia 2 is like no plot just vibes the last Sweet. time i have felt joy in a theater yes yes no uh, <laughs> pure joy that was the greatest moment of my life maybe That's all i want and it's even like the musicals are bad you know like I yeah. mean, no, I had a great time at Cats, but I would not I was say, say we had a delight. Brooke, we had a delightful time. We had the best time. time, but I would not say that I experienced like the unbridled joy that I experienced yes, during yeah. Mamma Mia or during this, where I was like, "Oh my god, it's delightful!" Right, like a smile plastered across yes. your face. Yeah. Yes, so fun. Um, yeah, that was a great time. Great. I guess the film doesn't really answer the question if gentlemen prefer blondes. It doesn't it's at all. Like, and then it asks a sequel, and it's like, you know what? They married the brunettes. They married the brunettes. Kind of fucked up. Kind of fucked up, but also I'm trying to get wed. You're like, so. put a ring on fucking <laughs> I'm trying to me. get locked Slap down. Slap that finger on a table. <laughs> get me that ring. So uh, no complaints from me. Um, yeah. I love where, Abigail, can people <laughs> find you? Probably nowhere. Um, <laughs> if you found me on Twitter, like uh, you just like the queer quadrants tweets and that's about it um you don't I exist don't on social actually media. know my handle you actually like don't have to plug <laughs> no. anything if you don't want to honestly like you're living the best life where you're like not 
attached to social media yeah. constantly. Right. This Abby has like a real career. Yes. Like <laughs> life. balanced life. Um, oh, what are we doing, Brooke? Yeah. What are I we doing with our life? But, but I enjoy your Twitter. Thank wow. you so much. <laughs> wow. We love a tea up. I am on Twitter at Brookview Solomon. At Jordan H. Gus. And we are together at queer quadrant and you can find this podcast on spotify on apple podcasts in europe france and wherever <laughs> else you get your podcasts um or your traveling showgirl tours i don't know i will say speaking of traveling i really do miss the suitcases that they were traveling with like oh, the when coordinated matching like suitcases 50 yes. suitcases yes. is there anything cooler all that i want is to do the thing that they do in paris which yes. is get out of a taxi with six suitcases yes. and 25 shopping bags yes Yes. That's all I want. It looks like so much fun. That's all I'm dead. It's also so, it's such a flex. One day. It's such a flex. You the will. I believe flex. in you. Oh, thank you. I mean, <laughs> I had like the smallest version. I went shopping on Newbury like once in yes. my life and I had like three bags and I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I am Blair Waldorf. Stop me, but this is great. That's me walking out of Trader Joe's. If I don't have my normal like two bags, if I have three bags, I'm walking out of Trader Joe's and I'm like, fuck, I am spending yeah. on myself today. It's a good feeling, you know? It really is, yeah. Um, okay. Two cases of LaCroix. <laughs> Who are you? okay anyway so that's where you can find us and you should rate review subscribe five trs only absolutely um and tweet at us and tell us what you think about this movie and all of the bisexual greatness included in it um and tell us what you would like to see us cover next as abby did you can just you know literally annoy jordan in real life until he agrees i mean honestly sure Go yeah, for it. you'll take it. I'll take anything. Or any you know, interaction. Jordan on Twitter, which is like honestly just as good. Right, just tweet at me relentlessly every day. Mm-hmm. I'm sure to maybe respond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do we have on the docket next week? I think it's something important to you. Yes, it and is. to us is. Guess what, guys? Next week is our one year anniversary. Oh my god, that's so cute of us. We've been doing this show for a whole year. Where has the time gone? Um, seriously, I cannot believe we've been doing this show for a year. It's very it's a exciting. Scary. So two celebrate yes. making it through a 52 year. weeks of listening to us talk about gay movies we're talking about a gay movie very near and dear to both of our hearts yes. but like especially it's a, it's a big heart. one for solomon it's a solomon special one might say um next week we're talking 2010's black swan my favorite movie i'm beyond thrilled thank you it's weird because i think this is a five-star perfect movie and then you are like, you know what you are? Yeah. You are like Nina as the swan. I am the swan queen. You are. <laughs> I can't wait to hear you pop off. I'm so excited. Um, Yeah. I mean, you're like a stan of this movie, it's but gonna like, be, it's we're, nothing. It's going to be six hours me. of us just gushing about a movie. Um, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about it. And you know, it's going to be a good episode. Um, So tune in next week for that. And Brooke, do you have anything that you would like to leave our guests or our, our guests and our audiences with? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think, you know, a question for everyone to mull over as they're watching this is, did Marilyn Monroe invent the word daddy? Oh my God. We didn't even talk about that. I think she did. Shook. So if people are asking you to call them daddy, you know who to blame. <laughs>